What's up, everybody? This is Podcast Game Overs, episode 092 for Saturday, January 22. Yep. I am sorry. I say 22nd, but okay. <laughs> uh, well, that's how I like to do my numbers, is I do them like, I do them number by number. I don't know. It's a weird thing that I do. That's fine. I know um, this dude who can't say breakfast. Let's say like breakfast. I don't know what. what Why? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just it's a word he can't say. <laughs> uh, it always annoys me. Like cats up, people say cats up. I'm like that's so. Cats up and ketchup are two different things. I found out. Really? <laughs> yeah, I found out they're two different things. It's like the, I think it's like the sugar content and the amount of like tomato versus everything else like determines the difference. I thought that determined the. We had this conversation before. Did we? I don't think we did. I would have remembered <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, that voice you hear there is Rick. Yeah, I'm here sometimes. I thought we had a conversation <laughs> about the fanciness of ketchup. We did have a fanciness about the com- Oh, yeah, because there's like fancy ketchup and like extra fancy ketchup. Yeah. I can't remember how we figured it out, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think eventually we just Googled it and it was like, oh. That's dumb. And it was like satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. It was like literally like, I think one ingredient or something that determined it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, video games. Are video games. Yep. We talk about them. We play them. I'm uh, excited. Especially... Like, we, we played some really good games. <laughs> we played some real good games. On this show, which is a which is a live show we do on Twitch and YouTube. If you go to GameOverse.com slash Twitch or GameOverse.com slash YouTube or GameOverse.com slash Discord, you can jump in there and uh, join us live while we do this every Saturday. Or if you just got, you know, if you got time to sit here for like two hours, uh, we release the show notes every week. The very notes that we use to do the show, you can just jump in there and we link everything so you can just go through and uh, just a little quick little shortcut for people who ain't got time like that. So, you do have time though, you can sit back, listen to our sexy voices and our hot takes for the next. We try to keep it under two hours, but we'll see what happens. Um, (laughs) we don't do it on purpose, it's our shows end up like that. But we got a we got a lot to talk about. We've been playing a lot of games, um, not so much news wise, but game wise. I think we both picked played quite a couple games this week, and I'm excited to hear it. Um, so tell me, man, tell me, tell the people what have you been playing? Let's see. I've been playing the best RPG of 2021. A little game. Oh yeah, called... was it Shin Megami Tensei Five? <laughs> no, that's that's. I'm sorry, that's your opinion. Uh, it is a matter of fact that that is not the best game of the best RPG of 2021. That crown goes to Tales of Arise. Uh, I remember, yeah. I remember I, I watched you like when you first booted it up. I think it came in like 30 minutes after you started. And yeah. you weren't really feeling it too much there in the beginning. I thought it was okay. But, well, what did you think? Has your opinion changed on it since you played it more? Or, no. Feel like it's not I, no. I'm going to have to disagree that this is the best RPG of 2021 only because it's just, it just feels so antiquated. It feels like, don't get me wrong. Like I've been a Tales fan, like Tales of Symphonia is probably my, one of my favorite RPGs ever. So I'm not, I'm 
I'm an OG when it comes to the Tales series, but this game specifically updates a lot of things combat-wise and, like, definitely visuals-wise, but everything else kind of just feels antiquated. It just feels like it's stuck in the past. Like, it's way more linear than I thought it would be, and that kind of threw me off. I expected to be more more voice acting than there was. I expected... Because, I don't know, I'm coming off of, like, Witcher 3 and, I don't know, even before, it, like, Skyrim to a certain degree. Yeah. These are games that are doing a lot more with the RPG formula that when I see games like this, JRPGs, I guess, specifically, it just seems like they get stuck in traditional RPG, JRPG tropes. And they don't really try to expand on things yeah. very much. It's, I, I was know, getting that vibe, too. It felt very traditional for... I mean, it changed a lot. The fact that you have full 360-degree movement. I don't know if other Tales games have done that before, but this one did. And the combat looked a little bit snappier and tighter from what we see on earlier Tales of games, at least the ones I played. And... But everything else, like the dungeon design was very linear. It was basically just hallways and corridors. There wasn't like a lot of real exploration or dungeon design there, at least that I noticed from those first uh, couple hours. Yeah. It just seems weird considering like when you look at this competition, you know, we got games like Monster Hunter Rise, um, Shin Megami Tensai Five, Bravely Default 2. Those all came out that year too. So it seems weird to me that Tales of Arise is supposed to be the best game, the best RPG of that year, and I don't know. I disagree, just from watching you play. I haven't played the game yet, but watching you play it, yeah, it doesn't look like it deserves that title, at least in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, and like the story isn't really hitting for me. Like I like the characters. The characters are pretty cool, but the the story does that thing where it, like it tries to establish everything within the first 30 minutes and you're like what the fuck is going on type shit I, like it's it's really not difficult to follow but they just they throw so much at you that's like i don't know what the master core is or what the significance is of all this shit or it, it like it's a kingdom where it has a bunch of different factions i think there's six different factions and they're all like warring with themselves internally and there's like slavery and all this kind of shit and you're like i don't really understand anything that's going on here but <laughs> i guess you're supposed to liberate all the all the kingdoms so i eventually yeah. got like i unlocked more characters and they the the characters all play differently like if you take control of of a different character like yeah. the ones you start out with is iron mask who's just your typical sword combo character but then you also get a girl named shion who's like a gunner she's a ranged gun character and she also does healing and I unlocked another one who's like a straight up mage character, and she does like ice and fire and magic and shit. And they all com- control completely differently. And it's it's interesting just switching between them and seeing how they uh, engage in combat. But um, I just stuck to the, the sword guy because he seems like <laughs> the the most like if you're most trying fun. to make thing you're trying to make things happen in combat, like exploit enemies, like weak points and shit. Or like stagger them so you can do like like an ultra kill or combo or whatever. And it just yeah. seems like the easy it's easier to exploit 
your weaknesses when you when you have like direct control of the the melee guy. Yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna keep playing it, but uh, it's just not. It's it's good, but I expected more. Especially from like RPG of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> We we play some good games too, like um, I don't know. What is there anything else you play before I can get into my stuff? Or, uh, yes, but this one is not a game. Oh, this one is. I've been playing. I've been trying to practice, learn some some keyboard stuff, keys. And there's this app called Melodics. That is really cool because it kind of gamifies the keyboard stuff and it it's very reminiscent of a little game called DJ Max. <laughs> yeah. jump in plug in your keyboard and it supports a bunch of different stuff but i just have just a basic like 25 key and it just sets it up like a guitar hero or like a like a dj max like a rhythm yeah. game and you just you just hit the keys and it just and it just goes teach you how to like just play full-on like songs and rhythms and shit it's like really cool really cool it gamifies the whole thing it gives you like achievements and is like stars and you level up and uh there's actually it even like sends you uh, if you're like making it like like, into production keyboards and i like that yeah 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 that's I, really really cool i tried rocksmith too and I, I didn't really stick to it i don't know what i don't know what the problem was with that but guitar is not for everybody like i'll throw it out there it's not yeah. i i, if I you've think never what... played a musical instrument before or even if you've played non-string instruments like string instruments aren't easy to get into they're very tricky to get into yeah, I think what Melodics does well is that it 
it tells you, hey, this is where this is how your fingers are supposed to be. Like yeah. use your pinky for this, use your use your ring finger for this. And the problem with Rocksmith is that it didn't really it, it didn't really tell you much about how you're supposed to hold the fucking thing. And I think that was my issue. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, it's 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 really cool. So I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep uh and see i'm also trying to learn uh i'm also trying to learn synthesizers too uh like generating my own sounds using using synthesizers so i'm learning that as well just whenever that's like really in my cool. free time so that's still cool um i i play guitar but like not very well <laughs> um I, I like to joke that i learned to play guitar in high school so i can get laid um it didn't work but I can play guitar, kind of, so that's cool. Um, <laughs> no, that's really cool. Um, I'll have to check it out. What did you say it was called? Melodics? Yeah, Melodics. Melodics. I'll check it out. I would like to learn to play, like, keyboard, too. That'll be fun. Just anything. I, I, I like playing music. You know, I'm not good at it. It's still fun to do. So I think a keyboard would be easier to deal with than a guitar. You know, I got to bust the whole fucking thing out and like a keyboard I can just keep on my desk. B-Masters my in electric. Discord. B-Masters says he can't hear us. I'm going to I'm gonna press X to doubt on that one. I think that's um, that's something on you. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Let me check something. I'm seeing what I'm seeing is fine, but uh, we're going to double check this, but Oh, that's fine. It was probably it, had, it probably had audio coming in. It probably had audio coming in. Okay, because I just pulled up the Twitch chat on my phone and like it or the Twitch on my phone and it sounded fine. Um, yeah, it was probably when we had the uh, the game in the background, maybe. Yeah, we'll have to work on. Well, we'll work on that one. Um, but anything else you've been playing you want to talk about, or can I go into uh, Nobody Saves the World already? <laughs> yeah, go ahead on that. Go ahead on that. Oh, man. So I, I, I was playing Nobody Saves the World. Um, those of you who uh, keep up with us, it was on our Tuesday stream. We streamed a little uh, little uh, introduction to the game. Um, when we started the stream, I'd already invested about five hours into the game. And recently, I had put in... I think when I checked it yesterday, like 15 hours altogether. And this game is good, dude. <laughs> this game is real good. Um, so those of you who don't know, Nobody Saves the World is a new game from Drinkbox Studios, uh, the Guacamelee guys, the Severed guys. And they had made an ARPG not too dissimilar to Diablo with a with a uh overworld like zelda and randomly generated dungeons what's cool about the game though the big gimmick with the game is that there's a ton of different forms you can unlock that you transform into that are known as uh that are basically like classes but what's cool with these forms though is that once you level them up you can mix and match abilities from the form so you could have one form active with passives and active skills from another form. 
and you can make some ridiculous shit. Ridiculous shit. There's this, one of my favorite mixes right now is a robot that has this drill. If you tap the attack button, you punch with the drill. If you hold it, you do like a, a really quick ongoing damage attack with the drill while spinning, right? And the monk has this ability that randomly smites people with lightning whenever you take damage or heal yourself. <laughs> it's random. It's like a 15% chance, I think, on default. But so here's what you do. You get the robot, right? You put smite on that robot. And you put the zombie's ability to heal itself on a melee attack. So not only are you sitting there tanking damage, which is triggering chances to smite enemies, you're also constantly doing damage with the drill and healing yourself. So that's giving you even more chances to strike with that lightning. And you just sit there as, an, as a fucking unkillable tank. <laughs> That's constantly smiting people for trying to hit them. And the robot has a passive ability by default that lets him take one-fourth damage from enemies. And he does 10 damage as sharp damage as, like, uh, on, a on a reflection. When people hit him, he does thorn damage on top of it, <laughs> giving me even more chances to smite. <laughs> it's insane, the shit you can do in this game. You can make some ridiculous builds with some ridiculous abilities. It is so much fun. I love this fucking game. Um, that's just a fraction of some of the stuff I can get into. Plus, the game is hilarious, dude. Like, Drinkbox has always had really a really funny sense of humor, and this game's got it in spades. Um, it's got a really good sense of humor. The writing's really sharp, really fun. Uh, the story's actually pretty interesting. The overworld design is so good. Because it's a very memorable overworld. Despite how big it is, it's very memorable. So you can absolutely like go through the world, see something maybe, and you're like, oh, I don't know how to get through here. And then like an hour or two hours into the game, you unlock an ability. And like, oh, I know how to do this now. Do you remember exactly where that place was? It's so good. And the map keeps track of a lot of stuff for you. So there's something you missed. You don't know what it is. The map will track it for you. So even if you do forget, which is hard to do because of how memorable the world is, you can absolutely just look at the map and be like, oh, where was that, like, egg thing I found or that nest I found? Oh, the map marked it. Cool. I'm going to go and find it now that I have this egg form. See what it does. It's so good. I love this game. Um, I don't want to spoil too much of it, but it's really, really, really good. It's on Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, go check it out. But I think it's, like, what, 30 bucks on Steam? Hold on, let me look it up. Yeah, I think it's like twenty nine. I think it's like a, a sale discount right now for launch. But... It's uh twenty five dollars normally, and it's okay. about twenty two fifty right now. It's on sale for their uh for their uh um release sale. Um, the game came out January eighteenth. It's gonna be on sale on Steam until February first. Honestly, you should have Game Pass already if you play on PC. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> we talk about it a lot in the show. We're not paid by Microsoft. We're not play we're not paid by Microsoft, but we do talk about Game Pass because Game Pass is fucking awesome. And you get great games like Nobody Saves the World, day one. Um, seriously, go check it out. This game is so much fun. And it doesn't stop there. What I love about this game is that it really pushes the form mixing and matching to its limit. 
by giving you so you don't level up traditionally like you do in normal rpgs um you don't level up by killing enemies and that levels up your forms no you level up by doing specific quests the game gives you quests to unlock a form and it's something like oh use this form special ability um 10 times or kill five enemies and one attack with this form five times or kill 12 enemies in a row with that ability without stopping little things like that but what's cool is that they're like mini challenges that challenge you like really learn the form and efficient and efficiently utilize the abilities of that form and see how far you can go and it's also like mini tutorials that teach you things about the form so like there's this form called the uh, the dragon that has a fire breath ability and it's the only form I've seen that's able to do um, the fire status ailment on people. And one of the missions is like, oh, cast something other than fire. Cast another status ailment other than fire on enemies. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, wait, I can put another status ailment on this ability? Yes, you can. If you have another passive ability that casts other status ailments, you can put it on that and you're not burning, uh, just burning people. You're also stunning them or poisoning them. That's what I love about this game. It teaches you the mechanics in these quests. And it's up to you to be like smart enough to pull them off. But once you do it, you level up that form and unlock more abilities, more stat increases for it. You could do outrageous shit in this game, and I love it. And there are even some dungeons that have like special gimmicks that like lock your form progression so you can't level up your form. But it tells you like the gimmick of the dungeon is like, I don't know, enemies enemies uh have a higher chance to crit on, on melee attacks and crits do more damage on them but every time you hit them they shoot a rocket at you <laughs> little little gimmicks like that so you have to figure out like okay i need to build a form then that could utilize those crits by having a melee place form but also i need a way to like defend myself against those rockets they shoot every time i hit them it's really cool it's really really cool and that's what i love about the game it doesn't just make the best form you can and then go out in the world and fuck everything up. It's build the best form to tackle that problem the game's throwing at you. And I love it for that. It's got constantly got you thinking. It's constantly got you uh, mixing and matching different forms and different um, synergies to make get to, to complete the challenge ahead of you. It's good. Go play the game. Go play it. I know I talked about it enough. Go play it. I love this game. This is very quickly becoming like my game of the year already. Granted, you just started. Not a lot of games have come out yet, but <laughs> this game's fucking good. This game's really, really good. I but love we've it. Got a, we've got we got a whole we did we did a whole video on it. So yeah. if anyone's curious, yeah, we, they could just go to the go to YouTube and and, and check that out. It's like an hour yes. long. We went pretty in depth with it. So yeah, we did. We talked about a lot of things. We did uh because I was already farther in the game. Um, we were able to show off a lot of the really early game stuff from Wasabi's profile, and I was able to go into my save file and show some of the later game stuff. I wasn't even close to, like, end game, but there's still a lot of cool stuff. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff to show off in this game. Um, go check it out. Go check out our video. It's on the Game Reverse YouTube channel. It's just, this is Nobody Saves the World. Go watch if you want some more in-depth analysis on it. But trust me, so far, it's definitely a great game, and it's definitely worth playing. And that's really all I've been playing this week. I haven't really played anything else except for that, <laughs> which I'm okay with. It's a good fucking game. Um, is there anything else you were playing that you wanted to go over? Uh, nope, that's it. Awesome. 
Um, so we got some, we got some very minor news stories. Very minor. Um, not the big. A small company you might know. Microsoft bought out another company called Blizzard. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. Um, <laughs> oh, you don't say. <laughs> Jokes aside. Um, yeah, if you look at the show notes, you can see they did it. They actually did it. Um, <laughs> the deal, according to Bloomberg, the deal was valued at about $70 billion. So to give you guys kind of an idea how much that is, when Microsoft bought Bethesda, it was only for $7 billion, $7.5. And previously, Take-Two had bought out Zynga for $12.7 billion. You guys remember we talked about that in our, um, our, our chat. I think it was last week Yeah, we talked about it. And that was previously that was the biggest single biggest purchase ever in gaming in the games industry. Yeah, just entertainment in general. I don't think there's I can't think of anything else that big to give you guys an idea like how much that really is. Um, one of Disney's biggest cash cows right now, uh, Star Wars. They only paid like four billion for Star Wars. <laughs> Uh, Disney had paid for Star Wars only four billion, and Marvel. God, I think Marvel was about four billion too. Yeah, four billion they paid for Marvel. So, you know, these are multi-billion-dollar franchises, and you know, video games, video game companies are paying like more than what is that? Like more than eleven, fifteen times that. It's it's crazy. Like, there's a lot of money being spent in gaming right now, which I'm okay with because that kind of tells me gaming's being taken a bit more seriously as an industry. Um, the deal is expected to close at the end of of the uh, financial year 2023. Um, there's some a, a lot of rumors. People are upset about it. Obviously, anytime a company buys out somebody else, they're like, "Oh, are all these Activision games gonna be, or all these Activision Blizzard games gonna be exclusive now to Microsoft?" And honestly, we don't know. I mean, they haven't done it yet with like Bethesda. A bunch of Bethesda games are still releasing on PlayStation and Xbox, and a lot of Obsidian games are still releasing on PlayStation and Xbox. So I don't know. With Starfield. They did say Starfield is exclusive. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's for sucks. now. But I'm sure for somewhere now. down the line, they'll they'll like open it up. So here's here's my thing. I don't mind it so much. Because even if Microsoft like buys out these companies and I don't think they're going to make them exclusive because why would you limit how much money you're going to make at that point? You know what I mean? Like, why would you do it? If you can make money on your competitor's system, why not do it? I think the, the plan is, this is what the plan is. Make everything exclusive, but then give Sony the deal that says, hey, if you put Game Pass on PlayStation, we'll, we'll let you get everything. And oh, I I'd think love to see that. that's how they will deal with it. Well, they already said because there's like certain ob- obligations that contractually have to be fulfilled for yeah. like Call of Duty. I think they, yeah. they did come out and say specifically that Call of Duty is still going to remain on PlayStation for the time being. So, and then there's like even uh, like Deathloop is still exclusive on playstation so but i think if they say hey we'll we'll you can have it as you if you put game pass on playstation and then i don't know how you say no to that but that's i think that's what the play is gonna be i would love to see that honestly like i love game pass i would love to see it on anything to be honest with you yeah um 
Uh, we did talk about last week that Sony is doing their own Game Pass um, competitor, which we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. But if the rumors are true, that Game Pass competitor could go back all the way, all the way back to like PS1. I think that's the way they can compete with Microsoft. They don't have all the exclusives that Microsoft does. Having all these retro games, I think, would be their way to compete. And yeah. maybe bring back some dead franchises. Can you imagine if, I'm just speculating here, if they release uh, their own like Game Pass competitor and a bunch of people played Legend of Dragoon and that boom is enough to get Sony to like make a sequel or a remake or something? That would be cool as shit. I would love to Legend of Dragon. That's it's 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 a game that a lot of people are asking for. I think it's a Square game. It's Square, but I think it was a PlayStation project. I think they paid for it. Hold on, I I I know it's a PlayStation exclusive for sure. That that's the other thing is that Sony has all these exclusives that they don't own, like Final Fantasy fourteen. Or, or like Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah. That are still exclusive on PlayStation. So I don't know if that's another deal that they can make. It's like, hey, you give us give us some of that shit that people want. Genshin Impact, I think, it still isn't on Xbox. Like, if you want to if you want to, if you really want to point at the bad guys here, not that they're bad or good guys in any of this, but Sony, I think, is has been worse in their exclusivity deals because yeah because there is no alternative there is no like unless you get like pc but even then you gotta wait like years for the pc version yeah they're 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 franchises that they have no rights to that they're signing these deals with and saying no no no, don't go to the competitor only us yeah whereas xbox they've done it in the past but as of right now, they're only doing it with their own stuff, and even then, yeah, you can get it. They allow you to play those shits, even if you don't own a console, even if you don't own a PC, you can still play them in the cloud, even if you, if you yeah. need to. So, yeah, there's there's ways to play, and I just looked it up. Legend Dragon was developed by Japan Studio, which is a Sony owned company, and okay. that's the same company actually that made um that developed um Gravity Rush. Bloodborne, um, Patapon. <laughs> well, Japan <laughs> Studio, they're aren't they closing down Japan Studio? Didn't we talk about that before? Or maybe it was, uh, it was... it closed down April first of twenty twenty one, but they still they're still their IPs are still owned by Sony. Yeah. So we could theoretically like they own Legend of Dragoon, so they could just like again, it's, it's another dead franchise I'm not talking about. Or can you imagine like if Sony went back? And made a new Ape Escape game or something. Like, and released it as, like, a PlayStation Now or whatever they're calling it, exclusive or something. That'd be cool to see. Um, I think, I love competition. I do. I love seeing competition. It's better for us at the end of the day when companies are fighting to get us. So, I, I like this acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Because now Microsoft, Sony's got to step up their game. I'm going to be honest. I, I, I was a Sony guy for a long time because it was the better product. It was a better choice for the longest time. But now with these, with Microsoft really upping their game, trying to be more pro-consumer with more ways to play and with the less expensive option to get all these games with their service, Sony's got to step it up now. Just being uh, winning the console wars 
back in um in the last generation isn't enough now. Now they got to step it up, and we'll see what they do to compete. <laughs> but it'll yeah. be cool to see. It'll be cool to I, see I what think they do. Another question in people's minds is what happens with Bobby Kotick? Oh yeah. And there's not been any real information on that. No. So I, I've heard I've heard conflicting reports that oh no he's gonna leave once the deal closes or he's gonna stay there as the head of Activision, but there's no there's been no real consistent info on that. So we'll find out. There's still a whole nother year on this before anything yeah. even happens. So I think a lot of people are getting excited uh, a little too too soon here because nothing's oh, yeah. going to happen until like oh, yeah. a year plus, like a year and a half. Nothing's really going to happen. So Yeah, the deal doesn't even close until like 2023. Yeah. So a lot could happen at that point. It's kind of funny that they're talking about it now before it even like closes. Like well, as everyone know, knows like, it's happening, I think is the thing. Like, you can't I know, really... but to announce something like that already, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at it from like, from because uh, I know like Japanese studios, like the deal is not done until the deal is done. <laughs> like, yeah. like a PlayStation was buying out a company. Like, PlayStation doesn't announce they're buying something until it's bought. So, yeah, um, that's why. But you're right. This is kind of like, like a well-known secret at this point. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm excited for it because as a Game Pass subscriber, <laughs> that just means more games in my library. And with Microsoft acquiring Activision Blizzard, I won't feel so bad. Maybe they'll keep Activision Blizzard in line with all their disgusting practices. So I won't feel bad playing Diablo again. Um, but we'll see. We'll yeah. see what happens. It's 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 huge because Activision is I mean, like. If they're not if they're not the oldest third party publisher, they're at least one of the oldest. I mean, they go yeah. all the way back to like Atari. So yeah. just they just have such a rich history of in, in video games. Like it's this is probably the biggest thing that's ever happened in, in my like gaming memory. Yeah, same. It, it's crazy to see this happening, and especially since I'm going to be honest, I feel like Microsoft might have overpaid because with all the shit going down with Activision Blizzard and all the bad press, <laughs> I think Microsoft easily could have negotiated down to like half of that <laughs> if they wanted to. Um, especially with all their shareholders and stuff pulling out. But we'll see what happens. Um, we'll have to see what happens. Did you hear too that like Sony stock like dropped like 10 points after this got announced? Did you hear about that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy for me to see, but we'll see what happens with it, dude. I, I'm excited again as a Game Pass subscriber. I'm excited. I would love to see more stuff come to Game Pass. Anytime a new game comes to Game Pass, it's like Christmas, dude. I'm like, what am I going to play now? I'm like, I'm more there? I'm more curious about just how how they handle these franchises going forward. Like, is Call of Duty still going to be this yearly fucking thing that gets pumped out, or are they going to? slow it down and really take the time with it uh like you, you really it, it it throws so much up in the air in terms of or is like are they going to bring in their other teams to kind of help out with call of duty like are we going to see a call of duty from uh machine games or you know like shit shit could get crazy man <laughs> 
Chicken, like, that's where my mind goes. It's like, okay, like, are they going to bring in, like, Obsidian to, like, work on World of Warcraft and, and, and Bethesda to work on World of Warcraft? Or is Blizzard going to help with Elder Scrolls? Like, there's so much shit that could happen. That, that's where my mind goes, where I'm like, no, they got all these these teams. I think they, they with this, they now have, like, um, like maybe more than double the, the studios that Sony has. Yeah. So they can, so We'll like, see what happens, like... I never even thought of that. Or like now that they own these licenses, even if it's not like Obsidian working on World of Warcraft, if Obsidian made another RPG, but in the Warcraft universe, that'd yeah. be cool to see. Like Ooh, there's a lot of room for there. Yeah. magical stuff to happen here that just Yeah, there is. <laughs> yeah, there is. <laughs> like for one I'm like excited happens. for once that and it's always like my excitement it keeps coming from Microsoft because they they Yeah. They, they just have so they got much the cool room shit for right me. now. Yeah. They got all the cool shit right now. So I'm excited too. Don't <laughs> get me wrong. I'm just as excited as you are. Um, especially since we are Game Pass subscribers. So we're getting those goodies too. Yeah. <laughs> I have to shell out like $900 to a scalper to get a new Xbox to play these games. I could use my computer that I've had forever. Yeah. So again, like. I've been a Sony guy for a long time, a really, really long time. And now, like, Sony, it's, it's your move, Sony. What are you going to do now, dude? Like, get on that. I don't, I, don't think um, they can, I don't think they can compete with this, man. This is just... I think if they go back to these old franchises... Oh, they can't! Because now Microsoft owns Crash Bandicoot and Spyro. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> those are Activision. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh man we'll have to see what happens we'll have to see what happens we'll see what happens man but yeah right now I'm excited to be paying my uh, my Game Pass subscription I wonder if the if Game Pass is going to go up now with all these other games like I'm sure it will eventually I'm sure it will eventually too we'll see though if I hear it's announced that it's going to go up, I'll probably just buy like a couple years in advance just to keep that price, but we'll see. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, in quickie, some quickie news, you got uh, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask is coming to Nintendo Switch on the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack um, in, no, in February. I mean, have they fixed any of the issues with Switch Online expansion yet with the N64 emulators? I don't think they've actually fixed anything yet. Yeah, that was that was the thing specifically with Ocarina of Time. All yeah. you heard was just how bad it was. The emulation so. was, yeah. So uh, I mean, we'll see if they fix anything. But I mean, I, for I didn't most get it. people, it's fine. Like it's stuff that most people wouldn't even like. It was never anything game breaking. If I'm gonna pay that much money, more than double what I was paying before, <laughs> those emulators better work. I'm talking one to one the hardware did, and then suck my dick after I'm done playing. Dude. <laughs> I'm gonna be paying that much money for it, especially since Microsoft is charging half the price on Game Pass. Granted, I can't play all these older games on my PC, but I can on my Xbox if I had one. They do have I... cloud. You can do the cloud on PC. I want to do the cloud. Not that I recommend it. Yeah. But here's the thing. If I had an Xbox and I was paying $20 a month for Game Pass, I can go back and play old 360 games 
and they'll run just as fine as they did on a 360. Actually better, because they enhanced them. I forgot. Yeah. They're all going to get frame rate bumps and uh, resolution bumps to match modern hardware. I don't even get widescreen support with Switch Online. I'm paying like more than double what I'm paying on Xbox Game Pass. So, again, if they're going to charge that much for it, if they're not even going to do any enhancements to the performance, that better run one-to-one what the hardware does and then suck my dick after I'm done playing, dude. Like, that <laughs> is insane to charge that much. And I know why they charge it, because people will pay it, because it's Nintendo. That's why. And I, I refuse. I refuse to give in to that. I refuse. <laughs> I'm curious as to what Nintendo has to do before they people just go, fuck this. I don't know, dude. I don't know either. I, I like Nintendo. I love my Switch. Whenever yeah. a new game comes out, I'm always looking like, can I get it on Switch? Because I love to play on my Switch. But when it comes to their service, dude, Nintendo just keeps fucking me and fucking me and fucking me. And when I see all the competition that's out there, I'm like, what's the point? Why put up with it? I refuse. Unless I can get, like, unless I can get, I think the, the max right now is like eight people. Unless I can get, like, eight people onto the onto my uh switch online family plan so we're not we're paying like minimal amount if we all split it that's the only way i can even justify that but even then i'll be paying almost as much as i am for game pass yeah. for a much worse service um but we'll see what happens b master has something let's let's this is gonna be a short show like we're already <laughs> Yeah, we're already halfway through the show. So, so what what do you got, B Master? Let's let's throw it at us. What's what's like a uh, trailer for the new uh, Rabbids Invasion Mission to Mars? That was that. Trailer's coming out as a movie. Yeah. Roll the roll the clip. Yeah, roll the clip. Roll the clip. Clip. Wait, hold on. I have to do that. My bad. <laughs> I was gonna say like I don't have control over the stream here. Like, <laughs> right, rolling the clip here. Let's see. Minimize danger to human life. We're sending rabbits. Is this a movie or a, or a series? Oh, th oh, this is the this is the French one, right? It's coming to Netflix now. All right, and B Master, you're saying that you're in this? Are you like? playing a character in this no he was in he's in he was in the the nobody saves the world video oh the video okay i have more faith in rabbits than most they're not the smartest but our rigorous testing will help find the best candidates for this is you know the advantage is that they're indestructible so they can survive i'm just i'm still surprised that Ubisoft or like rabbits is hitting enough that they can do this, you know? Bigger than Rayman. That's what else well, got. Well, Rabbids is always a spin off of Rayman. I know. And then they dropped the Rayman off of it. And now Rabbids is his own thing. Which is insane to me. Because Rayman was always like cool as shit. I mean. I'm really surprised. Look at Despicable Me. The minions are more popular than anyone else in that movie. Oh, yeah, you're right. I guess that is what they're going for, huh? This device is designed to start a process called terraforming, which eventually okay, well, will allow humans... I think I've seen enough of this. 
It looks funny. I'm gonna be wrong. It looks really funny. Yeah. It looks really funny. I'm not a huge fan of like the rabbits. I haven't played any of the rabbits games, except for the Mario rabbits crossover, which is fucking excellent. Yeah. Like that's way better than it has any right to be. And but I've never played any of the rabbits because they were all the rabbits games weren't like traditional games, right? They were all like mini game collections, like Mario Party. Yeah, basically. They yeah. might have had something in there that was like more of a game, but I don't know. No, no, people, a lot of people just didn't. I don't know. I don't think this video is on YouTube, kids. So there's no comments. I'm sure there's a like to dislike, but you know they removed the dislike button. And I never added the thing. I never added it back. So I'm curious to see like what it looks like here. So. That's on Nickelodeon. Yeah. It's on Nickelodeon? That's cool. <laughs> I like Nickelodeon. See, that, right. that's, that's... It's cool to see the franchise, like, being as big as it is, even though it's, like, obviously not for me, because I haven't played anything Rabbids at all. I haven't absorbed any Rabbids media except for the Mario Rabbids game. And even then, it was only because it was a Mario game first. <laughs> so, um... But this looks interesting. It looks like a fun little cartoon. Um, I might check it out, but we'll see how I feel. Um, I, I'm watching a bunch of shit right now. The Witcher has an animated movie that I still haven't watched yet. That's like a prequel to the, the show, so I might check that out. Oh, you started watching The Witcher, right? Yeah, I finished uh, I finished the second season. Dude, is it me, or did Fringilla get thick? I don't know who that season. is. I only watched the first episode. <laughs> oh, she was the mage. She's the mage. She's the black mage. For for the Nilf Guardians. The black Nilf Guardian mage. She got thick in yeah, the second like, season, dude. Like, like thick. I I I mean, is there such thing as bad thick? I don't know. Guess not. <laughs> Anyway, like, that, that was like one of the things. That was one of the things I noticed in the second season. That like she got thick and like Siri looked significantly older to the point where I thought it was like she was like a different kid. I was like, is that the same chick? But like I also watched both seasons back to back, so I know there was like a, a period in there where it was like a, a, a pause in, in the season, so I'll have to check it out. Um, I I haven't watched the animated movie yet. That's like the prequel. Have you seen that yet? No. It's uh, it's a prequel to the Witcher TV series. It's uh, what's it called? Hold on, Nightmare of the Wolf. It's a prequel, and it's actually it actually follows uh, Vesemir, uh, Geralt's teacher, when he's like all young and cool looking. Right, let's fuck with, <laughs> huh? with my doc here. Oh, oh! I think I think when you when you posted the thing, you posted the uh, the editing version. Oh, I did. My bad. Changes to my doc. Okay. My bad. Anyway, let's move on to uh, some trailers here. 
they announced a release date for the Skywalker Saga, 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 Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. That's such alliteration. There's a lot of S's in there. Yeah, it's it's hard to say, but the game looks fucking dope. <laughs> the game looks really cool. Have you have you watched this trailer yet? This yeah, game play April. So it comes out April fifth, and this just looks fucking awesome. It does look awesome, but what's not awesome is the fucking price. That game is $70. That game is $70? I'm looking on a GameStop website right now, and the Lego Star Wars Skywalker... Ah, my fucking God! (laughs) (laughs) I can't even say it either. Um, That, it's like 70 bucks. That's current gen and last gen. Oh, no, wait. Last gen's 60, but current gen's gonna be 70. PC, what about PC? I'm checking on Steam right now. Uh, Hold your horses. Out of fuck us on PC. I'm going. Oh, home. it's updating. It's updating. <laughs> so you might have. <laughs> I guess I didn't update Steam. <laughs> so so if you want to check it out. What's the? What's the? Is this a re? Is this a new game or is this like just a collection? This is a new game. This okay. is a totally new game, and it does feature stories from. It is. It does feature um, all nine of the Star Wars movies. So episode one all the way through nine. Completely revamped gameplay, better graphics, and it looks like there's some open world stuff in the games too that they were talking about in the gameplay overview. It was kind of hard understanding it. I, I think like when you drop into an episode, it's like an it's like an open world game for that episode. And right. you play through the story missions as like an open world game, and you move on to the next one. That's what it looks like. But I can't really tell what it is. But everything looks so much better. Like the shooting. Yeah. It's got proper shooting now. It's got proper combos and air juggling for the combat. And you know I love me some air juggling. I'm a slut for that air juggling, dude. <laughs> and uh, this looks dope. It's got a cover system, too. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I, as someone who actually liked the earlier LEGO Star Wars games, this looks incredible. This looks incredible, man. Like, why can't we get a proper Star Wars game that has right. all these features that isn't Lego? Right. This is probably going to be the best Star Wars game that we've gotten since, well, since Disney bought Microsoft or since Disney bought Star Wars. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, Fallen Order was pretty good, but like, this looks amazing. Come on. <laughs> Each system is so fleshed out. It's like, holy shit, man. <laughs> this looks incredible. <laughs> like, about two minutes, 49 seconds in, you see, like, a galaxy map. So that's where I think, like, each episode is, like, an open world, a mini open world game for each episode. And from there, you move on to the next one, and that's, like, its own open world game. Good man, <laughs> yeah. You seeing this? Like, this looks like crazy. April fifth. <laughs> and the coolest thing is that so a lot of the leg- later Lego Star Wars games, they started incorporating like voice acting, which I'm okay with. I think it's fine. But a lot of people, a lot of fans, all some, a lot of those, uh, those young, those, uh, those old bloods there from the original, uh, missed like the mumbling. <laughs> Like that you would see from uh, Lego Star Wars, or like like the Banjo Kazooie mumbling that the original games had. 
And I guess there's a toggle to turn that on and off. So whatever you want, like it's there. Did they mumble? Or did they? I, I remember they just didn't make any sounds at all. It would just do like expressions. They would like mumble. Well, no, you're right. They did make expressions. So I don't know why there's like a mumble toggle here, but whatever. Pansu now says they mumble. Lego Attack on Titan when? That would be dope. I would suck dick for a Lego Attack on Titan game. You kidding me, man? <laughs> <laughs> looks awesome. <laughs> I don't. I feel like Lego just like does. If they're gonna do something, it's you don't expect it. Yeah. Not that I would expect the Attack on Titan Lego, but I think they get more creative than that. Lego boys in the hood. Lego Pootie Tang. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I played the fuck out of a Lego Pootie Tang, man. For real. <laughs> Like a Lego Black Dynamite? Can you imagine a Lego Black Dynamite? Oh man! Oh god! But no. Jokes aside, this Lego Star Wars looks amazing. This is, as a Star Wars fan, <laughs> this is like ticking all the boxes for me, dude. Um, I want this shit. I want this shit in my life. I need this shit. Can I please get this shit? <laughs> Yeah, well, you can get it on April 5th. As soon as, like, Steam's done updating, what the fuck? <laughs> I want to see how much it is on Steam. Pull up, pull up in the browser. Too late. I'm already too far in. Okay. Oh, it's 50 bucks on Steam. Are you serious? Buying it now. Is that is that a discount price, or is that a... No, that's regular price. Buying it. Is it the deluxe edition that's 60 Why is it so much cheaper on Steam? Because they know what's up. That's out to uh, who's publishing this. Uh, Warner Brothers Games and oh, developers uh, Telltale Games. Telltale, not Telltale. Fucking what? What's that developer? It's something else. It's TT too, but I can't remember what it stands for. Traveler's Tales. Traveler's Tales. That's it. Fucking my. It just says TT Games on Steam, so <laughs> I was like, my brain went to Telltale, but that's not right. Uh, Pansy said, imagine them doing something M-rated, super dark thing, and Legofy it. I, I can't think of what they would take on, though. Like, what would they take on? That the Warner Brothers owns. That Warner Brothers owns, though. Oh. I mean, look, Warner Brothers doesn't own Star Wars, but they own Lego, and I think Lego... There's, like, a deal with, like, Lego and Star Wars. They have the rights to, like, Legofy the Star Wars universe. And that's like its own separate thing. Um, trying to think. I'm not familiar with the whole Warner Brothers. Well, Warner Brothers, like... Warner Brothers Games owns Mortal Kombat. Can you imagine like a Lego Mortal Kombat? <laughs> oh, they should do that. So imagine, oh my God, imagine instead of like a new Shaolin Monks, we got a Shaolin Monk style game, but it's like a Lego Mortal Kombat with Shaolin Monks gameplay. I would play the fuck out of that. <laughs> I'll play the fuck out of that. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. There's some... That was Shaolin Monk's the one with, like, Liu Kang and... and Kung Lao, yeah. Kung it was Lao. like a, it's a... It's like an action-adventure game. Yeah. Did people enjoy that? 
I loved it. I loved it. I remember loving it. And I go online and there are some people that still talk about it. Um, Pansu, Pansu's, uh, every once in a while, the, the bot throws a little quiz question. And he said, what, what was the first games console to use cartridges? Uh, I think that is the Fairchild Channel F, I do believe. The answer to that one. So if it comes up again. If it comes up again, that's the answer. Do some, um, do some uh, research on that. Very interesting. Black guy. Fellow fellow black man invented the cartridge. Fairchild yep. Channel F. Yeah, I remember watching that. It's on um there's a uh fuck, there's a documentary on Netflix called The Games That Made Us. Yeah. It's uh, like a spin off of the, the, the movie the toys that made us. And they, they talk about the man who invented the uh cart the video game cartridge. I can't remember his name, but his family comes in and talk about it like his daughter talks about like seeing him like work on it and like her grant her son like plays games or her grandson plays video games and they talk about like the 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 history his grandfather made on the gaming industry like it's really it's really cool it's really it's a really personal little thing that's awesome I like yeah it. yeah check that out on Netflix yep check it out on Netflix we're trying to waste a little time here I think or at least I am no I'm not short. gonna waste time but. <laughs> You know, I'm like letting stuff come in as it comes in. Yeah. Um, I would love, I love this Lego Star Wars game though. I actually own the uh, Lego Star Wars: The Complete Saga on Steam. Yeah. I got it for like five dollars, so that was like the earlier one they did. When like, oh, here's all the Lego Star Wars games together. Yeah, I have them all, but I haven't played any of them. They're fun. I think they're fun as fuck. Um. They did not age well, like, at all. They're very simple. These are children's games, but... I used to love, like, going in, like, the... The uh, character creator and just making bullshit. I used to love doing that. 50 bucks. It's 40 bucks right now on Green Man. <laughs> Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga? Really? The Skywalker Saga? Really? Yeah, yeah. Son of a bitch. Oh, that might be worth it, dude. <laughs> I remember uh, when I was a kid, well, the fun little memory just got unlocked right now. Um, when I was a kid, uh, I was helping my brother use the character creators. He was like super young and he couldn't like quite figure it out. So I was helping him make a character and we made him like a cool little Jedi. And he was like, name him something cool. And I couldn't come up with a name. So my younger brother, who was older than my youngest, was uh, named him Some Teen Coup, like something cool. <laughs> what? Yeah, it was super stupid. It was a dumb name. He was like, name him something cool. So he was like, some teen coup. To give him like some weird, like Star Wars sounding name, but something that sounded cool. Was he Asian? <laughs> no, he wasn't Asian. Oh. <laughs> he just thought it was a cool Star Wars name. We were kids, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we were kids. I was like, I think I was like 12 <laughs> when this happened. Um, <laughs> it, it wasn't spelt like that. It was, uh, it was, uh, I'm gonna put it in the stream chat. Yeah, type it out so we don't, you're not seen as a racist.
as we do the show live on the internet. So that sounds worse. like a Star Wars name. I don't think it's worse. Fuck you. I'm not a racist. <laughs> <laughs> but no, jokes aside, like, I, again, I was like 13 when we did. I was like 12, 13 maybe when we did this. Um, but no, it was fun. It was fun. Um, I remember playing this when I was a kid, and when they announced Skywalker Saga, my brothers and I all got excited because the game like looks so much better than what we played when we were children. Um, and this this new Skywalker Saga looks really cool, and I'm probably gonna picking this up. <laughs> By the time this Rogue comes Squadron out, Squadron games. I never played the Rogue Squadron games. Um, oh, yeah. Everyone tells me they were good. Um. The newest Rogue Squadron just came out. This on Game Pass 2, isn't it? Is that any good? I think you played it, right? Oh, I don't even know. There's another one. Was it Rogue Squ Squadron? What was it? Are you talking oh, about I'm, that oh. shitty one? Is it Rogue Squadron? Rogue. It's Rogue, Rogue Squadron, something. isn't it? You're talking about the EA one? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's something else. I forgot what it was called, though. But it's not. It's it's good, but it's like half good and like half bad. It's basically like a dogfighting game. It's just called Star Wars Squadrons. That's what it is. I thought oh. it was Rogue. I thought it was like a new Rogue Squadron. Yeah, no, I played that and I was like, "This is all you do? Not that bad, but." I mean, it's on Game Pass, so I'm not gonna complain. <laughs> Plus, um. God damn it. I can't remember the fucking name. I just started watching Star Wars Rebels, and like a, a Rebels character is in that game. I think what's her fucking name? Hera. Rogue Squadron Hera's is flying cool. around, but it's flying around like you get to like you get to there's like surface level combat in that game. I think Star Wars Squadron is literally just space. I don't know. I haven't played it. Harrison Dula's in it, and she's from uh, Rebels. She's like the hot Twi'lek from Rebels, so that's why I wanted to play it. But <laughs> I started getting like a big Star Wars mood lately because, like, uh, with the new Book of Boba Fett show coming out, I've been really, really, really wanting to get back into Star Wars and we'll catch up with some of the stuff I missed. So I started watching Rebels because I never gave it a chance, and Rebels is really, really good. I love Rebels. I'm just not a Star Wars fan. That's okay. <laughs> I got enough Star Wars fan for the both of us. Okay. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I love Star Wars. I love Star Wars since I was a freaking kid, dude. And um, anything anything Star Wars that comes out, I'm at least going to like look at it. <laughs> um, I'm not a sucker. Though. I'm not going to buy everything Star Wars related, especially since like episode nine fucking sucked. That's a whole <laughs> other fucking can of worms that I want to get into. Um, Horizon Forbidden West has a new trailer out. Story trailer. I think there's one thing they didn't talk about much with this game is the fucking the story. Yeah. Not that. I don't know. In the in the first game, the story wasn't. I don't think that was its big. I, I mean, the story was interesting enough, but I don't not not. It wasn't something that I was really uh attached to. I don't even remember the story. I remember like she's like a redhead, and everyone thought she was cursed. I think it's because she's a redhead, but I'm not sure. The game didn't really. 
know. Well, yeah, but then they they later found out that uh, it was because she she was an outsider. Yeah. Yeah, I I remember. Like, they're they're super mean to her. And I was like, why? Because she's a redhead or what? But (laughs) no, jokes aside, um, I, I tried to get into Horizon. I really did. I really did try to get into Horizon, but it wasn't like it wasn't jiving with me. Um, I liked some of the combat stuff. I really liked the uh, the Monster Hunter esque mechanics that were in the game, but I don't know. I bought the uh, Definitive Edition for like twenty dollars on PS4, and it's okay. It wasn't really my cup of tea. I don't understand like all the hype around it. It felt felt like it's another okay. open world game to me. I, that's the thing. It's every time this this game comes up, I have to like say it's a good game. But if you've ever played like Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor, or Far Cry, or an Assassin's Creed, or anything in between, you've played this game already. So like the main yeah. difference is the machine combat, which is like the coolest thing about it. But even that gets tiresome after a while because yeah. Once you realize like, you waste more resources than you gain by fighting those things. Optionally, yeah. there's ones that you have to fight, but there's ones that you can just choose to fight. And it's just, I don't know. It's just one of those resource gathering, crafting, upgrades types of open world games. And I'm just not, I, I feel like that that's type of stuff ran its course. Yeah. But it's cool. I, I, I like the, the premise of the story is that it is like, a new civilization building up after an apocalypse. So it all takes place in what would be Colorado. And I think this one forbidden West are heading out further West. So you do get to see like certain landmarks that are like familiar, but have, you know, they've, they're, they're like overgrown and, and a little distant, different reminiscent of, uh, Odyssey Journey to the is that what that game's called? Odyssey Journey to the West. Anyway, like even no even the, the even the story is not that original. Is what I'm saying. Like it's a, it's a story that ha- exists already, in 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 certain certain mediums. So. But this game looks looks way better than that first game. But if you've not oh, played so it the looks first way game, better. I think it's it's worth playing. It's worth playing that first game too, especially on PC now. It's a lot, it's a lot cheaper, so it's worth. Yeah, playing. I might pick it up when it's cheaper. When I get a PS5, whenever that happens. Um, Pansy was saying, get rid of open world games, just toss them. I mean, Breath of the Wild is open world, <laughs> and that does a lot different. So I, yeah. Well, I think a open world games are the problem. I think it's like the the copy and paste formula all these devs do. That's yeah. Sorry, I turned that off. He right said now. Breath of the Wild is Garbo. I mean, you're you're wrong, but I respect you're... the opinion. I don't respect <laughs> the opinion. You're wrong as fuck. Your opinion's bad. <laughs> the thing is, it's not it's not enough to just be open world. This is the problem uh, with with like Pokemon Legends, is that. That that game's an open world, but it doesn't need to be an open world, you know. Like it's not it's not so much just that it's an open world is what you do with that open world. If you if you like sandbox it up and just let me fuck around with shit and kind of just make my own fun, it's 
it's it's really or or I guess another good example is like Metal Gear Solid Five. Oh yes, where Metal like it's an, five. it's an open world pseudo open world, but you can you can do so much in that fucking world and just mix and like kind of just come up with your own inventive ways to tackle things that that's what makes it fun. Rebels in the exactly. chat. Yeah, Rebels in the chat saying the worst open world game is actually where it's nine. No one's disagreeing with that. <laughs> no one's disagreeing with that. Uh, my, my problem is that a lot of open world games do a lot of this copy-paste design, or they make a game open world that doesn't need to be open world. And a lot of games can benefit from the open world treatment. Again, um, Phantom Pain. Phantom Pain is a phenomenal game, and it being open world is great because you can tackle the mission any way you want. You can tackle what direction you want to sneak into the base. You can decide uh, what time of day you want to do it. You can even hang out, track enemies, learn their patterns, learn their routes, and then take it on. Yeah. And the game changes depending on how you, how you do it. If you fight, if you do a lot of missions at night, enemies will start getting night vision goggles. If you do yeah. a lot of headshots, they'll start wearing helmets. Yeah. And you got to take another mission to fuck with their deply, supply depot so they can't get that equipment in. For your next mission it's really really cool like yeah if you've not it's surprising how well metal gear Solid 5 still holds up yes i played it a couple months ago and i was surprised like how well this game still works with like everything together yeah and it sucks because you, you could feel like there was supposed to be more there you definitely feel a phantom pain so to speak of <laughs> something missing and it's a bummer that Konami's never gonna revisit that. <laughs> That's why I want to play the new the Hitman trilogy just released on Game Pass the other day, yeah. so I'll probably end up playing that. I'm I'm probably gonna install that actually, like after this. I installed it yesterday, but there's like a huge update for it. That's like 50 gigs. I don't know where this fucking update came from. I said it was done yesterday, Damn. and I go to like, I booted it up right now. I've been downloading it since we started the podcast, so <laughs> uh... I don't know where it came from. Hanzi was saying what Microsoft needs to buy Konami and free this franchise from the tournament. I agree. Rebel said you got Game Pass. Yes, just, game, yes, Rebel. Yes, they just Rebel. need to buy Metal Gear. That's it. Yeah, what else is Konami? Oh, well, Konami has Castlevania. I would love to see a new Castlevania. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. But we'll see what happens. Um, honestly, if anyone should buy them, if Sony wants to compete, can you imagine? It's never going to happen, but can you imagine Sony... Buying Konami and making it like a Symphony of the Night sequel, like a new 2D Symphony of the Night sequel. I feel like anyone can do that, though. That's the thing is, it's the the magic of those games isn't that it's Castlevania. It's just the game that it is, you know. And so I don't know, many man. People, I tried so playing Bloodborne, and I was disappointed. <laughs> well, not necessarily Bloodborne, but like not Bloodborne. Uh, um, you know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> God damn it, the Kogigarashi game. Blood, 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 blood. I don't blood remember the fucking name. Bloodstained, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bloodstained, not Bloodborne. Bloodborne's good. Bloodstained but is disappointing. Not, not even necessarily Bloodstained, but any Metroidvania, anyone can make one of those and be like, Ori in the Blind Forest is probably yeah. my favorite, or Ori and even a Will of the Wisp is better than Blind Forest. But like both There's, of those games... Um, there's a mystique to the Castlevania games, though. Like, there's a style to them that no one else has tried to replicate. Sure. And 
that's that's something that I liked about them. I, I started replaying. So there's some backstory. When the Castlevania Advance Collection came out, I actually went back and played a bunch of Castle of, of Metroidvania Castlevania games, and um, I started with um, Dawn of Sorrow, no Aria of Sorrow, and Circle of the Moon Aria of Sorrow. I beat Aria of Sorrow. Went back, played Dawn of Sorrow. Went back, played Order of Ecclesia, and I'm like, these games are fucking amazing. And there's like a style to them and a certain mystique to them that other games haven't replicated. Um, the closest I've seen come to it is Bloodstained. But Bloodstained kind of sucks, so I don't want to <laughs> talk about that. Um, the 2D, the, uh, the classic versions are better. They are, and that's, the thing, that's not what I wanted, though. They're good yeah. games, but they're like level-based 2D action games, which is fine. That's fine. Those games play very well. I have Bloodstained Circle of the Moon, and it plays very well. I'm not shitting on that. But Ritual of the Night, which was like the, the big Metroidvania, Castlevania game that's not Castlevania, did not scratch that itch for me. And Pansy was saying non-Metroidvania Castlevania is my favorite type of Castlevania. Not, not for me. You're not wrong. Not for me. Um, I like the Metroidvania-style ones. The only one I got into that is that is legitimately like really really fun and I think is like peak non Metroid Castlevania is um God damn it um Rondo of Blood I didn't okay. play Rondo of Blood till I was like nineteen twenty no I was twenty one I remember I just turned twenty one so I got drunk as fuck and started playing it um, the problem with Symphony of the Night is that it's not it's not a Castlevania game. That shit nah. is not Castlevania. Yeah. It's it's Metroid, basically, with like a Castlevania skin on it. Yeah. But that that's the, the beauty of it because here's something that I liked about Symphony of the Night that other games haven't been able to, to match is the level of detail in the castle. There's so much shit that you could just miss that other games haven't been able to replicate. There's so many like Easter eggs, secrets, um, hidden little nods that no one else has even come close to matching. Um, Ritual of the Night, Bloodstained tried doing that, but it didn't quite scratch that itch. Um, closest I got was like the Sorrow games, Aria of Sorrow and Dawn of Sorrow were the closest I got to them. But even then, it hasn't quite scratched that itch for me. Um, I want to see more games try to tackle that, but I don't think anyone's going to do it. Andrew was saying my issue with Symphony of the Night is none of the stuff that you find feels really that meaningful. It just kind of spams lazy loot. I disagree. Um, everything in that game is like is very specific and does a very specific job. Like each shield is different in what it defends against, for example. And there's like a spell that casts magic with your shield, and every shield is a different spell. Like it's really crazy some of the stuff you can you can do. And it's all, like, optional. You don't have to do any of that shit or see any of that shit. But it throws so much stuff at you, like... Well, yeah, the other problem is that it's an RPG. Yeah, that's another big issue I didn't like with the two, is that... Yeah. There are times where you'll you'll need to grind (laughs) to, like, level up, because you'll be too weak to deal with shit. Um, If you like that style, Order of Ecclesia is a good middle ground between the two. Because it's an open world game, but it has a hub world that takes you to different levels that you can take on. And it, the levels are designed like 
traditional Castlevania levels, and it's hard as fuck. So you need to like pay attention to like enemy patterns. Bosses have their own patterns you need to pay attention to. That that's, I think that's a good middle ground between the two of them because it does kind of combine exploration and level-based progression in a very, very meaningful way. Um, but yeah, I haven't found it quite scratch that itch for me yet. So we'll, we'll see if something else happen. I mean, I would love to see like someone buy a Konami and give it another go, but we'll see. Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection. Bought a I forgot trailer. that was happening. Yeah. <laughs> Is it bad that I forgot that was happening? No, <laughs> I think a lot of people forgot it was happening. Just because, I don't know. I mean, we already it's, got it on PC, right? This is the PS5 version. No, PC is not even, they don't even have a date yet. They don't? I thought that <laughs> came out already. Shit. Yeah, no. But... Uh, I'm so like, I haven't cared about Uncharted for a very long time. <laughs> like, I, I, I yeah. liked Uncharted 4. I played that. I like that, but I haven't but... really cared about Uncharted in a while. I, I will say that I don't want another one, so I, I think this is the, the perfect way to end the franchise is is Uncharted 4. Yeah, I agree. I heard uh, Lost Legacy was good, but I never played it. Lost Legacy is really good. It's a good... I think the pacing is really good in it. That's the problem that I have with Uncharted like 3 and 4. Is that they just overstay their welcome way too long? You're just seeing this thing like animations over and over. Like every time you slide down a fucking thing, it's like, oh, we're doing this again, sliding, like Norbit. Uh, but Lost Legacy is like the pa- the pacing in it is perfect, and it's like it's just it does the open world thing. Yeah. And then you can kind of that's something just... I really liked about Uncharted Four is that it had these like open world like sections. Yeah. I love those. I wish more. If, if there is a new Uncharted, Hopefully I hope not. it's a new game, new cast of characters, but it adopts that style a lot more because it worked very well. Like, drop me off. Like, make it kind of like like the new Tomb Raider, like the the first new Tomb Raider game. You know, drop me off on an island. Yeah. Give it like progression that I can go anywhere I want, but I need to find like certain abilities and power ups and move on to the next phase. Like, make it like that. I would love to see that evolution. Yeah, Lost Legacy, I would say, is probably better just standalone than 4 yeah. would be standalone. But they're both really fucking good. But Uncharted 4 is as long. It's just super long, it's man. It's so way long. too long. It's, I just It's not a bad story. And it wraps up the story for the games very well. The yeah. little epilogue, the little prologue at the end is... Is it epilogue? What's the thing at the end? Is it prologue or epilogue? The What's epilogue. The yeah. Epilogue. The epilogue at the end is like really like heartfelt and I love it. But it's a long game. <laughs> and, and the game's like at a hundred the whole time too. Like it's it throws a lot of stuff at you for and it's a long game. It's like what twenty hours, I think? Minimum? It's long. It's insane. Yeah, it's long. long. It's long. It's long. It's not bad, <laughs> but it's long. Fuck. There were legit points where I was like, fuck, can this, like, end already? <laughs> this is so much shit. It's a good game, though. Very good game. It's worth playing if you if you just want to finish the story of Uncharted. But, I don't know. If you, if you played 1 and 2, you're, it's, it's the same gameplay-wise. 
you're yeah. gonna get. They added Plus, some cool stuff. Um, the new cell system works really well. Um, I liked the uh, grapple hook. It's a really cool way to play. I wish, honestly, I wish the game like doubled down more on the grapple hook stuff. I think it would have been more interesting, but oh well. <laughs> that first game was like one of the first. When they started using the term next gen, that was the game that really made like, me sold feel you on it. Fucking yeah. next gen. Yeah, on PS3. I was like, holy fucking shit, man. Look at the water. If you roll around in the water, he actually gets wet, like from the knees down, like depending on where you stepped, he would actually be wet from there down. It was like insane. Yeah, I was the same way. And then Uncharted 2 came out. It was just the same thing, but better. Yeah. <laughs> and Uncharted 3 was like, oh, it's more Uncharted 2, but Uncharted 2 was good. So that's fine. Um, Uncharted 3 was trash, dude. I, I was there that game, I don't know, was good. That game came out. <laughs> oh, that's your problem. You played it the day it came out. Day I played it. Out. I played it years ago when it was on uh, PlayStation Plus. I got it for free, and I was oh. like, "This is fun." <laughs> I didn't. I I didn't like get it for sixty dollars day one. Yeah. So I could see where like you would feel upset with it. That that it came out the same. Honestly, it came out the same week as Skyrim. Oh yeah. You're right. It, it was they were in they were around the same window. So like I remember when I went to go like into the GameStop to buy Uncharted, there was just everyone and their mom lined up to buy Skyrim. And then what always fucked me off was that like if you're buying a game like Skyrim, there were people buying the like the guide with it, like the ultimate guide, and it was like a thick ass fucking book. And I'm like, come on, man, like the whole point of a game like Skyrim is to like discover things on your own. Don't like, yeah, going day one with the fucking guide. God, when I was still at Best Buy, this random dude came in like looking for like strategy guides, and I was at Best Buy. I was working at Best Buy like 2013, 2014, I think, when this dude came in. And he was looking at our game guides, and he was like, "Do you guys have any game guides for Fallout 3? <laughs> and I'm like, "No." That game <laughs> came out like, like what, 2009? <laughs> I think it was like five, six years old at that point. No, we don't have Fallout 3. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really get guides anymore. But I used to have one really good one for uh, Majora's Mask. Yeah. Like one, one I really remember. Like needing a guide because that shit was like confusing as fuck. To try to get all the masks and all the time windows that needed to line up for you to do all the... All the side quests was like it was insane. I got I remember finding this guy and no one can like tell me if this was like a thing or not because I can't find it. But I, I had this guide for Ocarina of Time. I found it in a closet with my, my a closet at my grandma's house with a bunch of shit. So it must have been like our guide when we were younger. I don't know what happened to us since I found it, but the way the guide was written, it was written like a storybook. So it wouldn't say, you have to do this. It would say, like, the hero then went to this town and found this item. Like, it was written like a storybook, almost. <laughs> it was really, really weird the way the guide was written. I hate um, guides I, I, like that, by the way. I thought it was interesting, but I can see how that'd be do. annoying. Yeah, That's I thought it would be annoying. Colin Moriarty writes his guides like that. 
He's yeah. the right guide on GameFAQs. And I used his like Zelda 2 guide. And it was all written like an adventure. And I was like, no, motherfucker. Just tell me what the fuck I need to do. I don't have to read a whole paragraph before you tell me that. He'll, he'll say, like, you, you have a, there'll be a, you can go four directions here. If you go left, it's a dead end. But if, when I read it, I'm like, if you go left, okay, I got to go left. And then it's a fucking dead end. But you don't have to tell me the dead end. Just tell me, instead of telling me everything, just tell me what I need to know. That's so frustrating because all of his shit was like that. It was like if you pull the left, if you pull the left switch, uh, snakes will fall down on you. So don't do that. But all I read was pull the left switch, and then you know you it's fuck not like up. A you problem though, not reading it. No, because fuck <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna write it down, just tell me what I need to know. I won't tell me the extra shit of what I don't need to know. That's not a me problem. That's a you getting very verbose in your writing here. You so you're telling me when you when you get directions to like I don't know to put together like furniture or something. Yeah. You read a step to step. You don't read ahead to see what's next. You just step to step. Like connect A to B. Okay, done. You don't even yeah. like read ahead what's after that. Really? Really? Well if you read ahead, you're gonna get fucking ahead of yourself and be like, no, this is where I'm at. Tell me what I need to do in the order I that I always need to do read. It. I always read at least a step or two ahead when I'm looking at instructions just to make sure like I understand what's going on. Yeah, it'll be like uh, opening packet B uh, will uh, explode the entire contents of the packet. Now, I would only read opening packet B. Okay, oh, I got open packet B. Okay. And then everything will explode, and you'll be like, what the fuck? And then you keep going. It's like, oh, no. Oh, I was, God. I was Remind me never. That. Remind me never to play Keep Talking Nobody Explodes with you. Because that would, you would fuck no, me. No, dude. no, no, no. I'm, I'm a master. Me. I'm a fucking master of that game. You would fuck me. You would read the directions and it would be like, oh, don't clip wire. It'd be like clip wire red if wire, if clip wire one if wire two is blue. You'd be like, clip wire one, dude. And I'd fucking die. No, 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 because I would read it to myself before reading it out loud to you, okay? Anzu, yeah, the perfect example. Excuse me, could you give me directions to the closest gas station? Oh, no problem, dude. So you take a right to the next intersection, then, thanks, bro, drives off. That's you. <laughs> That's you, Wasabi. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame Colin Moriarty because you're not reading ahead. You're just reading it okay. line to line. Okay, go to GameFAQs. <laughs> go to GameFAQs. I will go to GameFAQs. I will go to GameFAQs. <laughs> Pull up his Zelda 1 guide, okay? And then tell me that shit's not written too verbose, okay? He's like, too many words to explain. Just go left, go up, go up, go right. Okay, that's all he needs to say. But instead of that, he says, if you go left, uh, you're going to run into some uh, level 90 monsters and they're going to fuck you up. So don't go left. Actually, you want to go up here. Like, just tell me to go up, okay? If I need to go left, tell me to go left. Anyway. Anyway. We got we got off on a tangent. We got off on a tangent here. <clears throat> that should be a video. Like you, you play Zelda one with the Colin Moriarty guy. <laughs> no, I've already already did. I want to make fun of you for not like for not reading correctly. Shouts out to Colin Moriarty, but he he has a podcast, a PlayStation podcast called Sacred Symbols. You should check it out. But... <laughs> um, we got a trailer for River City Girls Zero. I don't know what this is. So th is this like an original River City game that never came out in the West? Or this is a totally new game? I don't know. 
to be honest. I think they're remaking or they're they're building a River City's Girls game in the style of original River City. I think is what's happening. I think. Okay, so Pans, you said it was a Kunio Kun game that was only in Japan. So it looks like it's like a remake, not remake, but like a re-release of that with like. New, yeah. uh, looks like there's some new like cutscenes. I like the art style, not the sprites, but the uh, some of the uh, the story stuff, the the cutscene art style because it looks like a 90s anime, which would have been the art style around the time this game came out. So I think that's really cool for them to like double down that art style. It would be really jarring to see like modern day anime art with this old school game, so it's cool for them to kind of keep up with that aesthetic. Yeah, there's no store pages up for this yet. Yeah. But it's a it's going to be on everything. They're only doing like a limited run physical versions right now. So the, I, I, okay, I, I don't want to rehash this argument, but I'm, I'm on the <laughs> game facts guy right now. Yeah. And there there's a there's a page here for the the first dungeon, the Eagle Dungeon. And the first step is literally at the entrance when you enter the dungeon, you can go left, right, up or first. You can go left, right, or up. First, go right. So you're telling when you read this, you would read, <laughs> when you enter the dungeon, you can go left. You're like, oh, I'm going left. No, no, no. Are no. You, are you... There, there, yes, there, are times where, there are times where he'll go, you can go left, right, or up. Uh, if you go left, it's a dead end. If you go right, it's a dead end. So go up is how he would write that. Now, if I were writing that, I would probably say, yeah, you can go left, right, or up. But then I would just say, go up. I don't need to know that there's dead ends flanking me. Just tell me where I need to go. But no, th- I feel he- like I feel like this is a you problem, dude. <laughs> <laughs> there's other there's better examples than the one you found. But tr- trust me, man, they're, they're in there. It's in there. The way you said it is like it happens all the time, dude. Like it makes it, it seem like it's a common thing. But... <laughs> Okay. I, w- I would not wonder what stuff is in the other directions because he, if he doesn't tell me, the whole point of the guide is that you're telling me everything that I need to know to 100% the game as efficiently as possible. If I don't need to go left or right at that moment, then don't tell me what's left or right. Just tell me, okay, here's the, here's the path you got to take, man. We're going we're gonna to get you through this. And that's all I need to know. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like... It's this, it doesn't say speedrunning guide here. It doesn't say, like, official. It just says guide. So, I don't know. I don't know. Just, I, don't just know I don't know. I don't know. Not speedrunning, but, like, it's... Tell, tell me... Okay. If there's... I don't, there's information when you're just... When you want to just finish... Just get through the fucking game. There's information that you don't need to know. Because those games, you can go wherever you want, but you can't do anything unless you go to where you need to go. Now you can explore, sure, but there's nothing for you to do until you like get some shit. So just tell me where the fuck I need to go. Just tell me, hey, go left, go up, go up, go left. Enter the mouth of the dungeon. Okay, this is dungeon one. Go left, left, up, left, bomb the wall here. That's all that's like that's optimal guide writing right there. Who throw in some flair that's like, 
oh, if you tickle the uh, the cat here, he'll give you uh, three rupees. And it's like, I don't need three rupees unless, like, <laughs> unless, I, I, we're getting off topic, but but just, I'm telling you, he, he has, like, some extra flair in there. And I'm like, you don't need to write all this, Colin. Like, just tell me what the important stuff, and we're good. Well, we're going to circle back to this after the show. <laughs> And Pansy's like, I don't want to miss tickling the cat, Wasabi. <laughs> maybe I want another cat's there to tickle it. Um, maybe. No. Maybe. Jokes. <laughs> uh, jokes aside. Um, the fuck were we talking about? River City Girls Zero. Yeah, looks cool. Um, I like the art style for it. I love me the first River City Girls a lot. I was a huge fan of it. Um, I'm excited for the sequel. Even though Zero doesn't look like it's trying to be what those games were because it's in a much older game, I'm still going to check it out. Uh, it looks cool. Yeah. In a move that surprised nobody, My Hero Academia, the most popular anime in the world right now, is getting a Battle Royale game. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, as I say it out loud, it's, it doesn't sound like something that sounds like a surprise, right? Like... <laughs> well, I don't know. It's kind of surprising. <laughs> Considering what this is. Like, it looks very... uh looks kind of low effort to me. I don't know. Like, they could have done, like, a Dragon Ball Xenoverse-style thing with this, but... Or, or, you could have got uh, Mega Force on this and made, like, a My Hero Academia Warriors. So game. I would have yeah. loved that. Yeah, I would have loved that. I would play the fuck out of that. You kidding me? That would be dope. <laughs> the work, with the work they put into their, their Musou spinoffs, like, yeah, dude, do it. Yeah. That's not going to happen. So we got a battle royale. Looks interesting, but it's all in Japanese, so I can't really say for sure what's actually going on or how it actually works. But looks interesting. Yeah, same. It looks interesting, but it's not going to be my cup of tea. Panzu gave a great uh, excuse me, great little description. It looks like the kind of game you play for a week max with some buddies and then laugh about it. And you're right, Panzu. That's absolutely what this is. Yeah. This is a game we play once on stream, is what this game is. <laughs> I don't know. I got to get back into My Hero, because I've only watched, like, what, the first two seasons, I think. I My wife and I are pretty into it, so it's something we watch together. And we're all caught up, except for the newest movie. We haven't seen the newest movie yet, but we're we're pretty much caught up on the show right now. And I'm excited. I really liked it. Um, I know it's generic, like shown in trash sometimes, but it's it's still good. <laughs> it's good. It has its moments. It has its moments. It's, it's very uh, inspirational at times. Yeah, it has a lot of really really cool moments, but I like it. Asia likes to. My wife, she likes to play a drinking game and like have a drink every time like Deku cries. So. <laughs> She's pretty fucked up by the end of every episode. Um, <laughs> but no, jokes aside, like it's, it's, a, it's a fun show. I like it a lot. The first season takes a while to build up, but after that, it gets really, really good. Pansy said it's a really well-made generic shonen trash that knows it's generic and runs with it. You're absolutely right. Yeah. You are 100% right. That's happening. Um, it's we, coming to PS4, Xbox, Switch, and Steam. 
That's gonna run like shit on Switch. I'm calling it right now. That is yeah, not gonna run well on Switch. If you're buying that game on Switch, I don't think you care, to be honest. Probably. <laughs> we also got the second trailer for Power World, and this yeah. looks cool. <laughs> this still looks cool every time I see it. It looks like an asset flip game, though, which is kind of bumming me out. A lot of the uh, character assets don't like mix, don't, don't jive together very well. You know what I mean? Like, so the they, world these doesn't guys feel have cohesive. Another game, yeah, and. Uh... I played it and it's like shit. It's like trash. Really? It like, looked Craftopia looked good. Craftopia, yeah. It's once you like start it, you're like, man, the UI doesn't work. <laughs> uh, the nothing like looks like it belongs. This looks like a Unity asset flip. It does. This looks a lot better, but so did Craftopia in its trailers. So I'm not sure. Uh, what's you know, weird about this is like the, the 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 assets don't vibe very well like the creatures have this really like cutesy anime like roundness to them but then you have these really dark grim hallways and very realistic looking worlds like it, it i feel like the style of this is conflicting it's like putting pokemon in like god of war like it's really weird the way it comes together <laughs> And a lot of the Pokemon are, like, legit look like rip-offs of, like, I said Pokemon. A lot of the creatures look like Poke rip-offs from Pokemon. Yeah. So this trailer actually got me less excited than the first one they put out. I just, I like how over-the-top and stupid it looks. So that's why, that's why, that's why I'm, like, excited about it. <laughs> but at the same time, having played Craftopia, which, it's on Game Pass, by the way. Craftopia is on Game Pass. Get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? Yeah, that's why oh, I'm going to download it. that. I installed I'm gonna it, it for like two and a half minutes and then deleted it because I was like, what the fuck is this? Uh, but yeah, so having after playing that, I'm like, there's I, I'm skeptical of this being any good. I'm super worried about it, too, because like. Uh, uh, excuse me, because the first trailer kind of got me excited. Yeah, because it was, it was vague enough to be like the first trailer was vague enough to um, show get me excited, and the, the the assets all looked unified. There's a synergy in the assets. Um, I'm gonna put the first trailer up right here. The, the trailers look very different, extremely different, and that that's really got me bummed out how this second trailer looks. I mean, look at the grass alone. Like, the grass had this, like, Breath of the Wild, like, kind of anime look to them. And now it's, like, this hyper-realistic grass. It's, like, it's really weird to me. If that's what makes it feel like an asset flip to me. But we'll see what happens with it. If it, if it is something cool, we'll see what happens. Um, but pa um, Pansy like was totally saying that. Games. Yeah, right? Right? <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I saw the first because I, I watched the second trailer. I'm like, I'm less excited for this than I was in the first trailer. What changed? And I saw the first trailer. I was like, oh, that's why it looks totally different. Yeah. Um, and Pansy was saying, uh, give me a, give me a, what's that game called? Dokavi, Doki, Dokavi, Dokavi, or Doki V. It's like Doki capital V. That looks way better than this, and it does. Doki V looks way better than this. Because, like, everything, like, looks unified. Like, the, the designs, 
the world matches with all the assets in the game, and I'm not getting that from Pal World. I don't. Yeah, this is interesting thing to look into. I would think <laughs> first trader looks Pal way world? better. Yeah. Right. Very interesting. Hold on one second. One second. I'll be right back. All right. Two seconds. Keep the show going. But that this this is the trailer that got me excited for this. I was like, what the what the fuck? All the misery in these trailers. Yeah. Well, especially the scene where they're like in the sweatshop. Hold on. I wanna I wanna like this scene right here where they're like building guns. <laughs> this one looks way better than the one from. They have the the same scene here. Hold on. Now I'm gonna just I'm gonna just do some live uh live comparisons can you, here. Can you share the the chat in the uh in the stream with me? Or in the uh Discord with me? Share the chat in the Discord? Not the chat, sorry, the stream. Oh, oh. So I can see the comparison you're doing. I mean I guess I can pull up Twitch, but like Where's it I wanna see uh yeah, I don't wanna I I don't wanna deal with that delay. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to pull up an A-B comparison of this specific scene here. Where you're, like, building the guns in the sweatshop. Because that, they're using the same exact animations, but they're using, like, it looks looks totally different. So th this is the new one. This is the new trailer. I mean, there's more going on here, definitely. But then this is the, the original one. They don't show it very quickly, but, like, it just looks... Definitely different. Yeah. And that's what bugs bugs me, because, like, the assets are definitely different. Like, not for the creatures, but the environment is a very different look. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm still curious about this. <laughs> but it's... Fuck it. It's weird. Even the character model. Like, if you look at the character model, and this show is the last one... Like, it looks more realistic and more rigid and less round than the original model. So I don't know why they were doing that. Like, What do the comments say? Only, I, I read through the comments. They're, they're a mix between, like, this looks really shitty. <laughs> and other comments are like, the best game. This is the game of the year right here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, apparently... Oh, no, that's the timing of the trailer. I don't think this has a release date yet. No, I haven't but seen a trailer at all. It's on Steam. You can wishlist it on Steam, so... Wait here, either. Curious. Super curious. Yeah, definitely, definitely give, um... Definitely give Craftopia a look. On Game Pass, so I'll check it out. Oh my god, is that <laughs> fucking picture there of like a a machine just tossing cows into a broth? Like that's insane. <laughs> like I don't know. There's a huge gap between what you see here and then what you see when you fucking launch that game. I'm just saying. I don't know. Maybe eventually you get. You get to this, but I don't know. This, this is what I mean. Look, look at that picture right there. Look at the character model. 
for the main <laughs> character, and then like all the skeletons. They look like two totally different games. Yeah. Like, it's like someone pulled the skeletons out of Dark Souls and dumped it into Breath of the Wild. Like, it looks so weird. Like, if you're going to do an asset flip, don't make it such an obvious asset flip. My fucking god. Like, I'm curious. Look at that crocodile. That crocodile doesn't even match. <laughs> If there, if there's like I don't know maybe maybe we should like both install this and and just play it and and really give it a good look because it took me it only took me like three minutes and I was like I'm done with this man <laughs> but everything they're showing here looks stupid and fun though that's the thing. But uh, I don't know. We'll find out. Maybe I'll I'll install it again and actually give it my my best try. I'll give it the best effort that, I can with it. That bitch had lightsabers. <laughs> that bitch had lightsabers. What is this game? I, I might download it and check it out another day. We'll see. Oh God, this doesn't. I was so excited for Power when I saw the first trailer, and now that I saw the second one, I'm like, this looks awful. <laughs> this doesn't look good anymore. Maybe maybe we just have a little game night. We'll all just load that game up and uh If it's on Game Pass, sure. <laughs> I don't want to pay day one. Yeah. I mean the first the Craftopia is on Game Pass, so I don't know why uh Power World wouldn't be. Yeah. Um Game releases Tuesday. The Artful Escape hits Switch, PS4, and PS5. I do believe it's been on PC for uh, a little bit now. Yeah. It's a uh, it's a music game by Beethoven and Dinosaur. <laughs> I know who Beethoven is, but I don't know. Just kidding. Um... I, oh, I, I heard about this. this. Yeah, yeah, I heard about this. I do believe this is also on Game Pass. And Michael Johnson, Caroline Kenley, Lena Headley, Jason Schwartzman, Mark Strong, and Carl Weathers. The only name I recognize on there is Lena Headley. She's Perfect that... Um, She's the that that one chick from Game of Thrones, the the queen yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Shame. She's a shame chick. <laughs> Unreal Engine was involved. Yes, they used the Unreal Engine, I I believe. Full escape? Might have been on Epic as well. But it looks alright. It looks pretty dope. Yeah, it looks crazy. Like, the animation on it looks really cool. Um, next, we got uh, January 27th, Gunvolt Chronicles Luminous Avenger. I don't know if it's pronounced IX or 9. Uh, part 2. Um, I um, Cross. Oh, God, yeah, it would be some dumb shit like that. <laughs> 
And it wouldn't even like you read like Luminous Avenger IX too. It's like, no, it's actually pronounced Gunvolt Chronicles Lumin Luminous Avenger I cross double. There's <laughs> 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 something dumb like that. Um I know the X is probably cross. Probably. I don't know what the I would be. I don't know either. But I did play the first Gunvolt Chronicles. I'm on the second one right now. And the games are dope. Like, <laughs> they're pretty good games. Um, If you play them, like, how they're meant to be played, they can be really, really good. And the second one plays really well because there's two characters. You can play as uh, Gunvolt and Coppum, I think is his name. Copen, Coppen. And he plays more like a traditional Mega Man character. So you might like that one a little bit more. But these games are fun. <laughs> these games are real fun. Yeah, Ansu says X. The, the thing about X in Japan is that it's never an X. It's always cross. Like Street Fighter X Tekken. Street Fighter cross Tekken. Yeah, I know. Or, and yeah. uh, Monster Hunter Monster Hunter Generations was called like Monster Hunter Generations Cross or something. It's really weird. I don't know why it's done like that. Um, yeah, Gunvolt, pretty dope. This looks yeah. different, though, than, uh, typical Gunvolt. This looks more like... This is the, uh, Luminous Avenger games, which are, like, a spin-off of Gunvolt. So they're different. Like, think Mega Man versus Mega Man Zero. Or, okay. no, Mega Man versus Mega Man ZX. Probably a better comparison. You mean Z-Cross. Shut up. Um... <laughs> But yeah, um, that's a uh, these look no yeah price. Th these this looks cool. It's coming out on like everything. Then January twenty eighth, we got Pokemon Legends Arceus. Boy, which I'm calling it now. It's not going to be good. <laughs> I'm calling Boy. it now. If it's good, I'll eat my words and I'll, I'll I, own up so to it. The, I don't think the it's thing be good. I've heard about it is that people are very positive on the game itself. Like, the game that's there, people are positive about. It's the visuals that people are not positive about. Which makes, you know, makes a bit of sense, I guess, but... I'm, 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 I'm gonna... I'm, I'm gonna try to play this. You try it. Buy a physical <laughs> copy. This way, when you give up on it, you can send it to me so I can try it. <laughs> I don't want to pay money for this game. <laughs> Put Ape X in there. What is Ape X? I don't think I know what that is. So if that's another thing, then. I'm even saying that right. Ape X? What about Apex? Apex, yeah. Can't seek through this video, which is... Yeah, this game. It looks... Uh, I don't know, dude. I, I'm calling it now. I don't think it's going to be a great game. This is not going to be the big evolution of Pokemon everyone was looking for. Um, Definitely not that, but yeah, I think on its own, that. it looks... On it, it could be fun, you know? It could have been a fun. Pokemon Snap game. This should have been Pokemon Snap right It should here. have been Pokemon, Pokemon Snap. You're right. Perfect. 
perfect formula here. You got a hub world, different missions you take on with different quests you can do in these like areas. Perfect for Pokemon Snap. Would have been perfect. But we'll see. Also coming out the 28th, uh, we are seeing Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection coming out on PS5, which we talked about earlier. And River City Girls Zero is also coming out for PC, Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Series X. Uh, so that's coming out and everything as well the same day. Um, Legends of Arceus is probably going to outsell both of those games easily the same day. But definitely combined. Definitely combined, yeah. We'll see what happens. But yeah, that's going to be it for the show, man. Yeah. Tell the people where they can find us. Guys, you can go to GameOverse.com. You can go to GameOverse.com slash Twitch. You can go to GameOverse.com slash YouTube. You can go to GameOverse.com slash Discord. Go to the YouTube. We got some stuff on there. Like our hour-long look at Nobody Saves the World. It's not just a let's play. Uh, I know people, you know, they see shit like that and they think it's like a let's play. It's, uh, well, no, we're actually, it's informative. It's a very informative video. We're actually breaking everything down and showing you how everything works. So, and there's a lot, of, there's a lot of stuff to it. That game is very mechanically complex. So, take a look at that. Got a playthrough up of Tales of Arise. Uh, that is not uh, informational. <laughs> As a matter of fact, we're kind of like bullshitting through that game <laughs> kind of like talking a lot of shit about it but it's fun though it's it's a fun game so uh we got like i don't know like six seven hours of that game on on the youtube so if you want to sit back and just lean back and just enjoy that game without having to play it yourself because you probably shouldn't play it to be honest not it's not the not the best game of 20 not the best rpg of 2021 that's just my opinion <laughs> Um, it's an opinion I share with you too, though. So, yeah, but I'm gonna keep playing that. I'm gonna stream Monday, Wednesday, Friday nights, uh, late nights too. So you know, get busy in here. Uh, free Vic Mensa. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Yep. Gonna be good. Have fun. Stay safe. And wear your fucking masks. Yeah. Peace out.